You are listening to Rip It Up, the renovations podcast. Hi, I'm Kate. I run the Instagram page Victorian Math Minds. And I'm Jenny. I run the Instagram account Workers Cottage. This podcast is all about renovation and interiors from the renovator's perspective. We've been through it a few times between us and it hasn't scared us off. In fact, we loved it. So if you are planning to do up your own home, you can expect to hear lots of advice from our own experience, along with plenty of tips and inspiration. This is episode three, following on from the previous episode two on kitchens. This one is a deep dive into choosing the right kitchen materials from joinery to countertops. This episode is kindly sponsored by Savvy Kitchens, where both Jenny and I got our own bespoke kitchens. Brilliant design, exceptional quality. Check out SavvyKitchens.ie. Savvy Kitchens, time well spent. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Hi, Kate. Hi, Jen. So we spoke already, Kate, about kitchens, because when we were thinking about our own renovations, that was probably the first thing in terms of the interior of the house and and layout and design and everything that we both thought about. For sure. Yeah, it was a really important part for both of us. And I think the kitchen can really set the tone of your house. Totally. Whether it's kind of modern and clinical or it's real cozy and farmhouse and country style kitchen or maybe you just want a contemporary clean family space. (laughs) Yeah. So it can really set the tone. So it's important. Totally agree. So we're going to dive in a little bit deeper on materials used in your kitchen. So this is what your cupboards are made out of, what your countertop is made out of, backsplashes, etc. And the reason we're continuing this theme is because kitchens can take a long time to order. So when you're planning your renovation and you've got your builders in, you really need to have your kitchen ordered and designed pretty much straight away. So in terms of the renovation process, this is something you need to have decided early. Definitely. Okay, so in our previous episode on kitchens, we were talking about open shelving. So my open shelf was actually an extension of my countertops in my last house. Oh, yes. You brought your countertop space up your oh, backsplash. Wall. Yeah. And then you made a shelf out of the lip of the same, same material, material, which is a really, really cohesive, elegant look, I thought. And to be honest, it was just a smart way of using up the whole sheet. So I think a lot of the time when you buy quartz, not all the time, but a lot of the time places will want you to use the whole sheet and you'll pay per sheet, whether it's quartz or neolith or decton or whatever material you're using or real stone. Mm. If you're buying the whole sheet, use up the whole sheet. So, you know? so this is a good point. So when you're buying a countertop off any supplier in any material, they come in these big standard size sheets. Yeah. So what would you do, do to say, so they've come, they've measured out your house. They know what sections they need to cut out. Do you just ask at that stage what's left over? Yeah. So they'll usually tell you what size uh, the sheet is. So typically it might be the one I was working with is 1.6 meters by 3.2 meters. And we knew we needed two sheets regardless because mm. we had one long run and we had one big island. So the island took up almost a sheet. And then we had one long run of units, but we essentially had half the sheet left. So I said, okay, let's make the depth of the countertop up the wall as a splashback. So another 60 centimeters up that way. And then we still had another 20 centimeters. So let's do a 20 centimeter shelf. Mm. We built in these subtle brackets mm. that you could barely see. And so it looked kind of like a floating shelf with just some little kind of brass accents. But it was just really a kind of a way of using up stuff you're paying for anyway. Yeah. We actually made our sink in the same material as well. So they can make your sink oh, out your of stone sink. as well. Yeah, yeah. That'd be um, great. And we had a tiny little sliver left over, maybe a meter by 20 centimeters. And I got them to cut it into a shelf and we used it as a little over radiator shelf in our hallway because mm. we had a narrow enough hallway. And that's a lovely way to carry materials through then through different rooms yeah. in your house. And again, bring in that cohesion. I loved that look. What do you think about countertops? Would you 
Would you be sold on the one you got in your kitchen? The one I got is quartz and I'm sold on it. So when I was buying, I looked at obviously at loads of different options. Why did I end up going with quartz? I had been warned that it can chip, that it can stain. But for me, nothing else just came close to that, to that natural material. It, there's loads of things out there. There's loads of options with which you can do it. Three years on, I use it very heavily and I found that I have no chips. It's perfect. There's a few stains because my draining board is made out of the same quartz material. It's not a separate, it's not a separate area. And there's a lot of coffee stains and things like that go in it. And a tiny little squirt of bleach every now and then. And it is absolutely perfect again. Mm -hmm. So I would absolutely go with it again. Yeah. I used uh, a material called Neolith. So I think the main difference between quartz and Neolith or Decton is another brand name. One is porcelain and one is stone powder mixed with some kind of binding agent mm. or glue. And the only difference with the porcelain one is they, it doesn't have that binding agent or that glue. So it's just kind of compressed. Under pressure. Stone. Mm. Yeah. And then the veining, if there is veining in the one you go for, is printed only on the surface. Yeah. Now, the drawback to this is it doesn't go down the side of the material. So it's blank. This was a little bit of a, a, a sliding factor for me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you have to kind of miter the edge, you know, do mm -hmm. an angle to kind of cut on the edge if you want that veining on the side. But that can be really expensive. That could be a deciding factor. And really why we picked the version we did in Neolith, ours was called Calicata C01, I think was the color. Because mm -hmm. a load of people asked me that about my old kitchen. I just liked the veining and it being fake marble. I thought it was the most realistic looking of the fake mm. veining, if that makes sense. I mean, in an ideal world, if it was as bomb proof, I'd probably love real marble. But yeah. I don't know if I'd be too precious about stains and rings and whatever in my main kitchen working area for it to drive me insane. That's a personal choice because I don't know if the odd stain on my countertop would annoy me too much. And especially because I have that vein. Now, I don't have a stain, so there's a boon for quartz. But Especially when that patterning is already through it. And if you're somebody who uses your kitchen very, very heavily, what's an odd stain? It's kind of just tells the story. It's like my smile lines around my eyes. It's just telling the story of my life. You know, it's the story yeah. of the kitchen. I, I so. tend to agree with you. And I think, you know, really heavily vein marbles can I have in a moment. Yeah. Uh, I'm not particularly into it myself. I think I tire of it, but I understand why people love it. Like it's, it's so It's a dramatic. focal point. You're think, you know, yeah. if you're picking one of those very heavily vein marbles, that is the focal point of your kitchen. For sure. Yeah. An alternative focal point might be one of those ranges that we spoke about earlier. It could mm -hmm. be a bold color in your kitchen. You know, it could be something like that. But if I think if you're going at one of those really heavily marbled patterns or colors or whatever then that is the focal point of your kitchen definitely and you have to be comfortable like you said with the odd stain the odd watermark splash mark and if you are precious about things like that i would say steer clear and go quartz or detail. yeah there's two other things about quartz one is if you are buying it it's a great idea to ask them and they'll probably do it anyway but just make sure that they round the corners a little bit so just don't have any sharp edges anywhere around the the, the sides of your countertop because that's what chips okay. you know you knock something into that and then you have a little chip out of it and it's so frustrating a positive of quartz is because that vein pattern does go all the way through it because it's natural is that if you do get a chip or you do get a stain or something like that you can Sand it out. Yeah. Okay, you might have a little groove or something somewhere, but you're hardly going to see that. Yeah, yeah, so that for is sure. Handy. Yeah. yeah. So they're all options. I suppose it depends, you know, how much you use your kitchen and how yeah. precious you are about how perfect it needs to look. Yeah. And exactly. Make that, that let that make the decision the decision for you. But there's not an enormous difference in price at the moment. No, no. Unless you're going for very, very, very dramatic, very rare kind of marble. You yeah. know. 
Your decked on one, could you put a hot yes. pan directly yeah, on so it? Yeah, so that, that's what I suppose the selling point for porcelains yeah. are meant to be, or the sintered stone ones, is that there's no binding agent. So that's typically what burns if you yeah. put a hot pot down. So you could just put a hot pot, you could yeah. put, you know, things from the oven. You would get surface scratching or staining, mm. but like you said, bleach and a bit of the pink paste or some sort yeah, of bit abrasive. Of bit of jiff is yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Jiff, yeah, yeah. Is, is exactly it. It'll get rid of anything like that. So yeah. I, n- I never had a stain that lasted or stayed on it. Yeah. I couldn't get rid of it with a bit of bleach. Yeah, 100%. And that does go against advice reports, but I've done it and I'm here to tell the tale. Yeah, I think Neil would actually say on their website that you can use bleach. Oh, oh. Yeah, I think it's one of, again, one of their selling points yeah. that um, it's that bomb proof. This episode is brought to you by Finline Furniture. We own four Finline sofas between us and we would absolutely be expecting to buy our future sofas from there too. For many reasons, they're Irish owned and made, they're infinitely customizable and they offer a brilliant consultation service. You can book your appointment now at finlinefurniture.ie. Also don't miss their annual January sale running until 31st of January 2024 in all showrooms. The last area where we chose differently was mm. in the interior materials of yeah. our kitchen. So I went with all MDF. That was a price choice for me at the time. So all of my my drawers and my shelving and doors and everything like that are, are MDF. So far, so good. I will say it's, it's not as robust as going with real wood. So I've noticed because I have a lot of stuff in my pantry, especially my top shelf, I've, you know, heavy buckets of flour and icing sugar and all that kind of stuff. They are starting to bend a tiny bit. So okay. three years on, still fine, but TBC at re-longevity of, of MDF. You yeah. went with wood. I went with, well, our doors were actually MDF. And that was a choice because I wanted a smooth door. You know, some people go for the kind of wood grain and they want that. Mm. I was painting it and I preferred the kind of smooth finish. So and I just love matte finish, which works really well on that smooth yeah, finish. Yeah, so. and we were going for a very slim shaker. So that border was very narrow and we had done a custom width. So that really lended itself to being machined out of a solid piece of MDF mm. better than it would in, in wood. But then inside, my husband was really sold on dovetailing, you know, mm-hmm. on the drawers, the Beautiful sides where you see all that. So we did spring for that. And I loved it, actually, because yeah. I had one of my drawers that I really, really, really miss in my own kitchen was my spice drawer. I knew you were going to say your spice drawer. I miss your spice drawer. It was 80 <laughs> centimetres wide and three rows of, you know, identically matching spices. And we used so to use satisfying. them all the time. I just loved it. And like when you open that drawer and you see the dovetailing, you see everything lined up. It was yeah, very satisfying, to be honest. So I think I would do that again. Yeah. It made me happy when I opened the presses, especially go for it in a butler's pantry. If you're not doing it everywhere and you intend to have your butler's pantry open, finish that as nicely as you can inside. Then it looks nice when it's open. Yeah, and you can have different colours. So mine, when I open my my butler's pantry doors, there's a different colour inside, and that's my little gift to myself. (laughs) That little surprise, that little pop of colour that goes with the rest of the house, so that's a nice idea too. Yeah, for sure. And then I suppose, so we both had MDF doors. What what are you thinking colour-wise? Would you go for the same colour again? Would you go for wood? Like, what would you think if you were to do a kitchen now from scratch a few years later? <laughs> I'm really happy with the colour I went with. So I have a dark, dark, dark kitchen. Very dramatic with white or, you know, pale countertops. It's railings by Fire One Ball is the colour. Here's <laughs> my dad. And I do love it. Yeah, I do love, love it. Dark kitchens had a moment. So that's a consideration. I think... One thing is that even though it is a quite a dark colour, it's a fairly neutral colour, so a lot of things work with it. Yeah. It's not necessarily 
taking all the attention. It's not something that is difficult to design around. So I'm happy with it. I'll go for it again. What was more important for me almost than the color was the design. So I have grooved paneling yeah. on the doors and the, the cabinet doors and everything of my kitchen. And for me, that married very well with the cottage aesthetic that I was going for. And I love, love, love that. And I would do that again. Potentially next time with more money, what I would go for is real wood doors that are real panels because this is just a, a grooved panel effect, which is perfect for now. But potentially what I would go for in the future is, is real wood with a real grain and maybe a darker stain rather than a paint. Yeah, I think I'm with you there. But I must say, looking at your kitchen, I love the vertical paneling and it's very timeless. Mm, yeah. I think... My kitchen that I went for previously, the Slim Shaker was very in. Definitely had a moment, that very kind of slim. I think you could have started that moment, Kate. I threw the first one I saw with that and I loved it. As much as I loved the green that I went for my kitchen when I did it, if I see another one that colour, I might go nuts. Yeah. So I, I won't be going for that colour again. And I think I'm with you that when I go next time, it'd be wood. It'd be a stained or dark yeah. stained oak maybe or something like that. And I think so timeless. Then, yeah, then I think that wood would be the focal point for me. And then mm. I'd go for really subtle countertops. Mm. If I was going for very simple doors, I'd go for a very dramatic countertops. But I wouldn't go dramatic on both. Yeah. That's what I think on <laughs> colours, finishes, solid versus MDF. And... I think, yeah, I, I mean, colour, colours, it's a personal one. Try not to go with a trend, I suppose, is probably yeah. the right way to go. And make sure that it blends in with everything. I, I love that point that you made about not having like clashing countertops and clashing, you know, everything has to be this big. Everything pick pick one your that's your big attention yeah. seeker and then do the rest around it. So there's one last thing we didn't speak about. And I'm looking at your kitchen and you don't have any is hardware. Handle. Hardware. It's not. Yeah. So you have the groove built in that, you know, essentially you just have finger pulls that you've no hardware. Yes. And I had knurled brass on my old kitchen. I think I'd go for more of an antique or a bronze this time. The gold wore on me a little mm. bit. I was a bit tired of it by the end. Um, and knurling, if you're looking at kitchen knobs. <laughs> so knurling is those, that pattern. Roughened kind of diamond. Yeah, like a very edges. tight diamond cut pattern around the edges. Exactly. And it's great for grip. Yeah, but great for gripping dirt as well. Great for dirt. And like your kitchen <laughs> will tend to be one of the dirtiest places. Yeah. You know, you love dirty hands. You, you might have flour in your hands and you're you know, pulling one of those handles. Yeah, they were hard to keep clean and hard to look nice. So for that reason, I'd probably go, you know, more antiqued, more aged, more yeah. bronzy look or more subtle. Next so time. the difference and the decision for me, again, comes down to big kitchen versus small kitchen. I don't think handles work in a small kitchen. I think it's too busy. I prefer having the fingerless grooves. Yeah. It's a much cleaner look. I think yeah. it's, it is a more modern look, although this kitchen has been made to look more cottagey with the, with the vertical paneling, as we spoke about before. But for me, in a small space, in a small kitchen, that many handles feels too busy. In your kitchen, which was, you know, large and airy and, and had the space, I think the handles work perfectly. And if I was renovating again and I had a bigger kitchen, I would opt for handles. That's what the choice comes down to for me. Yeah. No, I think I agree. And if you can at all, try match your sockets and switches to the hardware. This is can. a whole topic of itself, but yeah. sockets and switches make such a huge difference. The easiest thing in the world is to get a color that blends in with your wall yeah. and get those little round plasticky things that come with it so that they cover up the screws of the socket. This, I mean, yeah. that little move alone will elevate your kitchen yeah. <laughs> pretty yeah. significantly. Yeah. I but agree. yeah, would you go, so would you have gone with brass sockets, brass switches to go with? with that hardware we had antique brass switches and sockets pretty much all over the house and then the only place where i didn't was on my marble splashback because it was a matte white mm. kind of so it would have stood out too much. 
Uh, so we actually have a matte white flat socket. Yeah. And you can barely see them. Yeah. And same with the isolator switches, actually. We kind of hid those away. But, yeah. Um, a topic for another day, but yeah. there's a lot you can do with sockets and switches, but we can definitely yeah, get into Yeah, definitely. Kitchen lighting as well is another huge topic that yeah. I think is another, yeah, another deep dive for another day. so yeah. important. But kitchen is my favorite too. It was worth it. You know, as Kate said earlier, we're sitting in my kitchen at the moment and there's one of three layout options I had. So I have an L-shape, open plan, kitchen, living, dining. And there was so many iterations that I went through as to where it was going to go, what it was going to look like. At the moment, I have two sliding doors in a corner that open up onto my my little courtyard garden. The plan at one stage was to not have two, but just to have a countertop along one of them and have windows. And I'm glad I didn't, even though I sacrificed space. But there's a lot in terms of layout as well and what can go where. We can talk about all of that. Definitely. We'll start talking about design and layouts. We'll leave it at that for today. And hopefully we'll see you all back here next time. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye. If you found that episode useful, please do us a huge favor by giving us a like and a few stars and especially click that subscribe button and that'll make sure that you get a notification for our next episode, episode four, which is going to be all about furniture. Thank you.